the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted to welcome you today. It's midweek, and I always like to encourage you, make your plans to be in the house of God at the midweek. I mean, we all need to eat regularly, and we need to sustain ourselves on a regular basis, not only physically, but spiritually as well. And I'm convinced if you go to church on Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and if you go in the midweek, it'll bless you, it'll help you, it'll strengthen you, it'll make a difference for you, for your family, and I just must encourage you to do that. I think you'll be glad that you did. Now, this week we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And as we've talked about that, I've just tried to walk you through some of the things the Bible tells us about the person of the Holy Spirit. Just as God the Father is a real being, and just as the Lord Jesus is a real being, the second person of the Godhead, so the Holy Spirit is a third person of the Godhead and a real personal being. You may have noticed early in the Bible, in Genesis chapter number 1, it is obvious when the Bible says, in the beginning, God, that it's talking about God the Father. And then just a verse or two later, it mentions how the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. And uh, that is a reference, of course, to the Holy Spirit. And then whenever the statement is made, let us, plural, it's talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, that uh, first mention of God in Genesis chapter 1 actually is a plural word, the word Elohim in the Hebrew text, and uh, it is obvious that it's done that way on purpose because God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are all there at the outset of creation as they have always been throughout all of the eons of eternity past. And so now we have reason to note that we have here in the New Testament a major emphasis upon the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Whenever Acts chapter 1 tells us that we receive power when the Holy Spirit of God has come upon us, and that power is to enable us to be a witness for the Lord in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth, all of that laid out to tell us what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is about. Now, when I finished yesterday, we were talking about John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, and I want to go back to those today. Verse 16 says, in the words of Jesus, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now, a couple of things to point out there very quickly. Number one, did you notice that it is a personal pronoun that is employed there? When the reference is to the Holy Spirit, it says he, meaning that it is a real person. And not only that, but in those two verses, all three members of the Godhead are mentioned, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, there are a few cults that deny the existence of, of the Holy Spirit, just like they deny the deity of Christ, or there are those out in the world who don't believe that any of this is real. But at the same time, I just want you to see that the great 
inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God lays out clearly that we have here all three members of the Godhead in these two verses. Now, what it tells us here is that the Holy Spirit is one who's going to come after the Lord Jesus makes his ascension to heaven. The Holy Spirit is going to be here. He's the comforter. He's the one who comes alongside of us. And the verse says, he will abide with us forever. Now, I know sometimes people think things that they don't quite have it all straight. And sometimes people feel like that if they maybe have messed up in some way, they've sinned, they've not uh, followed the Lord as closely as they should have, or maybe they've been out of church, they have the idea that even though they're saved, and they know that they're saved, but they're backslidden, they're back a little bit too far from where they need to be, and they think somehow that the Spirit of God is not even anywhere near them. What you need to understand is the day that you were born again, the moment that you were saved, the Holy Spirit of God came to live within you. He came to take up residence in you. And this verse says very pointedly, there's no if, ands, or whatever's here. There's no hedging on this. The Holy Spirit of God will abide with us forever. That is, he is a permanent resident in the born-again believer. Now, that's big news, and that is a big matter, and it's something that you ought never to forget, because whatever the case, whatever your situation, whatever your burdens, whatever your heartaches, whatever shadows fall upon your life, whatever dark valleys you walk through, you need to remember that the Lord God himself is present with you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And that is absolutely fantastic. And the Bible lays it out very clearly here. You ought to mark it in your Bible. It's John 14 and verse 16. It says that he may abide with you forever. That's the reason that he came. Jesus said, the Father will send the Comforter, and he will always be with you. That word forever doesn't mean Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It doesn't mean just in the summertime. It means forever, 365 days a year except leap year, and then you've got to add a day. So that just simply tells me that you and I have the wonderful, wonderful privilege of having the presence of God in us because we are his children. Now, that's going to help us in a lot of ways. And the ways that it will help us, we're going to delineate here as we walk through some of these passages the next day or two here on Making a Difference. Now, let me go on to say that uh, the world doesn't understand this. Verse 17 makes it very clear. The world doesn't understand all that is going on with us. A lot of people out in the world who are not born again, and very frankly, a lot of people who are involved in certain religious groups that do not emphasize the new birth. They have a lot of people that are religious, but they're not born again. They're not saved. They're not heaven-bound. And the result of that is they have no clue about the real presence of the Lord. And that's why they get off into so many, many things that they don't need to be off into. They head down trails where no Christian ought to go, where they have no scriptural authorization to go, where there is absolutely no spiritual legitimacy at all. And whenever you and I listen to the working, the teaching, the ministering, the coaching of the Spirit of God, then we are on good ground. And the way we do that, we read the Bible, we listen to the Word of God, and we allow the Spirit of God to use that Word to minister to us and to teach us what we need to know. Now, let's look at another matter here. In the next chapter of John's Gospel, chapter 15 and verse number 26, 
Jesus said, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he, that is the Holy Spirit, shall testify of me. Now, folks, let me just take some time here to make the case. I do not wish to diminish the Holy Spirit. I do not want to demean him. I do not in any way want to push him uh, back into a corner that he does not deserve to be in. But what this tells me is that the Holy Spirit, his main purpose, his main ministry is promoting Jesus. He is pushing Jesus to the front. And whenever he does his work, what he does is, according to what Jesus tells us here, is he testifies of Jesus. I saw uh, the other day in a yard a sign posted with big letters on it, and it said, Welcome, Holy Spirit. Now, I have an idea. I understand where those folks are coming from. They've been taught something that maybe is just not quite where it needs to be. Now, do we welcome the Holy Spirit? Well, listen, if you've been born again, you do have the residency of the Holy Spirit within you. And uh, certainly you don't need to act as though that he's off out in the wilderness somewhere and you are on Main Street or vice versa and you're waiting for him to arrive. He already is in you. He is residing there if you, in fact, are born again. So what's the deal here? He is telling us that the Holy Spirit of God is going to make a do about Jesus. And I would feel much better if the folks had a sign promoting Jesus in their yard, because after all, then they would be in line with the Holy Spirit. Then they would be doing what the Holy Spirit does whenever he does his work. And we ought to certainly be in agreement with that. We ought to be a companion to that. We certainly ought to be working like that. Anytime that you are filled with the Spirit, like Ephesians 5.18 tells us that we should be, then you're going to talk about Jesus openly and freely and fervently. I'm telling you the whole deal about your witness. In fact, this passage right here in John 15, verse 27 goes on to say, after Jesus said, he shall testify of me, it says, and ye also shall bear witness. Now, that's the deal here. The fact is, the Holy Spirit does his work, and it's our work to also testify of Jesus, to be witness of Jesus. So what happens with the Holy Spirit? He talks incessantly about Jesus. He is not going to promote himself, but he is always going to promote the Lord Jesus. Now, that also can be found further in this 16th chapter of John in verse 13, where it says, When he, the Spirit of truth, is come... He will guide you into all truth, and look at this, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. So he's going to talk about several things here. He's going to help you discern truth. He's going to help you to figure out what the truth is. He's going to explain the truth to you. He is a promoter of the truth. And not only that, but he's going to tell you about things to come. There are things coming down the way here. And as the Word of God lays that out, the Holy Spirit is going to minister to your heart, enabling you to see and understand what the truths are in the Bible. A lot of folks read the book of Revelation, 
and uh, they wonder, what does this mean? What does that mean? In fact, I suspect all of us have been there at some point in reading the book of Revelation, and some of it does not immediately come clear to us, but as you read it and reread it and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you, you do grasp more and more of it as you go. And that is a part of the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And again, he makes the point here that not only does he teach us truth, not only does he show us things to come, but Jesus once again says, he, the Holy Spirit, shall glorify me, Jesus. And that is a big deal. That's a big deal for all of us, but certainly the Holy Spirit has his main task of pushing Jesus to the forefront. Whenever we are involved in the work of God, we ought to do everything that we possibly can to make a big ado about Jesus. And the more ado we make about him, the better off things will be. It's just a matter of getting things right, doing things the right way, and finding out what the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, obviously is a great, great thing for us. And it's the kind of thing that we really need to be careful that we don't mess it up. And a lot of folks, they get off into areas And again, maybe tomorrow I'm going to deal with some of that, some of the things where people really, really do get things fouled up. And I'll be very pointed about that and tell you what the Bible tells us and how we ought to get it right. Dear friends, thank you for being along today. And uh, certainly I appreciate you listening as we talk about this matter of the Holy Spirit. And I want to be a help to you every single day right here on Making a Difference. So listen, I love to hear from you and I hope you'll write me a note real soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Look, we'll be back here again tomorrow, same time, right here on this station. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.